Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to season four, episode fourteen of the Kevin and Philip Project. This is probably going to be the last podcast of the season. It's uh, about summertime for us, and yep. uh, we get a little busy and have a hard time meeting up. I will say this: if if we can make it work, I want to have James on for part two from our previous podcast, right? Um, and before uh, he gets going with right, the football when season, football season year, yeah. starts, he's going to get busy. So we might. If we can find a way, if to we could get bring him, him in on. just before the football season started. Would be great if he can yeah, fit it in his timing. schedule. That'd be good timing. So, yep. well, apologize. It's been uh, more than a couple of weeks since the last time we uh, we got together. We were going to try to get one of these knocked out last week, and uh, oh, Philip, you uh, had a little honeydew list that that popped yep. up a few days. So you've uh, been busy. We've over been the planning past week. a a uh, graduation family in and. Uh, I had to get the pool cleaned, and of course it started off. Everybody that's just opened their pools out there knows what this is. Mine, mine is not a draining pool. It sets there all winter, and I didn't keep enough chlorine in it over the winter, and it was green when I took the uh, cover off. And so it takes a few days to get the pool clean, and then of course vacuuming it and all that kind of stuff is just. And the weather wasn't cooperating to get it done, yep. and so uh, finally finished up with the uh, pool, and it's uh, it's clear. Thank goodness. Yep. Finally clear. Gotcha. Switching to salt water is the – if any of you out there are still doing a full chlorine pool, switching to salt water is a, <laughs> is, a, uh, is a lazy man's way to run a pool, but, boy, it is sure – it's a lifesaver. just saves me all the time. Now, I, with me being gone as much on the weekends as I am, I could lose my pool to algae or to just whatever, you know, if you, just, if you didn't, yep. don't have it set right. And uh, it used to cost me – quite a bit of money to get it back you mm-hmm. know and now the process of the chlorine tablets and everything yeah. are even more expensive than ever before and uh so the salt water almost almost fixes that for you You still have to do some shocking and things right. like that but it it certainly will not get away from you the way a chlorine pool can get away from you yeah no i just uh mine was fine friday and early i'm mine's still chlorine so uh, i have to dial it in every year i have a automatic chlorinator and it takes me a little bit of time because I don't want to waste the chlorine because it's well, doubled in price yeah. over the past two years. And I think I had it a little bit too low. And I went went to bed Friday. It was fine. I got up Saturday, and the water was cloudy. So, is that uh, right? And, one, and yours to, is pure water out of the – Yeah, it's city water. From city yeah. water, yeah. Yep. Yep. You ever so. heard people say that the fire department would come over and dump water for well, you? Well, I've heard in some stuff, areas but they I've, do that, but I don't know if they do that around here or not. So My fear is draining my pool because I don't know where I would drain it to. Oh, in, okay. in my in my the way my pool set up in the back of my house, I feel like I would flood the neighbors' homes if I was right. just to take off trying to drain it. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, you just have to put a pump and like a submersible pump in there and, and go out towards the highway. Out. Yeah, yeah. So because yeah, yeah, mine is mine's all plumbed underground, and when I drain it, it just goes out to the street and then now in the gutter and, and well, out, the so. one of the, my honey dues was have the pool clean, have the back deck cleaned off. Everybody's coming to town. And then we had, of course, a graduate yesterday, yeah. and we sat through really nice service. You know, it's this is one of the smaller classes. I don't know how big Salinas South was. They went from 
three, uh, two to four, and then I think Zion Essentials was five to seven, all at the Buy Center. Uh, but uh, the two kids speakers that spoke at the graduation both did a great job. Dr. Trent Davis from the City Commission was their keynote yep. speaker. He did an absolutely awesome job. First time I've really ever heard the man talk, mm -hmm. but he really did a great job and was inspirational to the kids. And with it being a smaller class, it didn't take forever. We were out of there in an hour and a half. So, I mean, I sat a couple of years ago through Hal's class, who was a huge class, probably at least 50 to 60 more kids, and it's, it was a two-hour. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. Well, you got uh, so much. So you got number three out of four number graduated three. and yep. heading off to Pitt State this fall, so. That's right. Yeah, well, we had a good time Friday night. We, had, we played a little golf Friday afternoon, and then uh, Gentry had her party Friday night there at Great Life, so you didn't have you to You know, I think far. Great Life had a great turnout out there. They had the four girls that shared a party up there, and I bet you there were – I mean, if anybody's ever wants to ha host a party of any sort, I think you should call Marjorie. I mean, it's a great place to go outside, great place. got some inside seating and some outside seating. We didn't pay for drinks or anything like that outside of just tea. So if people wanted to have a drink and continue on for the night, whatever, they were able to do that on their own. And it turned out to be just a great event. And I bet there were I bet there were 200 people there at one point. There was a lot of people there, for sure. So, I mean, it was crowded, of course. But, but if you're just looking for a pretty cool place that's indoor and outdoor seating, it's not a bad place to go have a little party at. Yep, nope. We had uh, graduation parties all weekend, got that all done. Um, let's see, since the last time we talked – Trying to remember, I think uh, I can't remember if I was on my way to Vegas. You were, you were on your yeah, way to Vegas, so. and I was just about to go. I don't think the last time we talked, I think I've been to the Dominican since then. Yep, I think so. I mean, as a matter of fact, my legs are still peeling today uh, <laughs> from being there. What two two and a half weeks ago is whenever we were down there. We won a trip, and so we really stayed in a nice place. Um, the water was pretty, and. Probably won't be back for a long time, but yep. it sure was nice for the one time this year. Yeah, well, we, uh, yeah, just. And how'd y'all do in Vegas? End up golfing and. Did the golf, the annual golf trip. Yep, Once, won quite a bit of money playing golf. I was on some pretty good teams and I uh, got threatened to uh, be escorted out of the casino again. This one was not my fault, but uh, let me guess whose fault it no, was. No, it was nobody's. It fault. was just me. It was just me. But <laughs> the, the, I, I'll give you the quick synopsis of the story. I was playing on a video roulette, so it's got the vi the roulette boards on your video screen. You got the wheel in the middle that still a ball still comes out and spins. Yeah, and so I had I think three hundred bucks in the machine plus a fifty dollar bet on the table, and this. Or one of the guys that works all the machines comes over, and I was the only one playing on this table, so there was nine open spots. And he opens up one of them, starts pressing buttons. Well, all of a sudden it says malfunction on the screen. The the little countdown timer that uh, that tells you how long you have to bet stops. Yeah, and I had a fifty dollar bet on the table, and uh, the scout comes over that's kind of working that area, and she's like, "Hey, sorry about this." This machine's not working. And so it's like, I can't, ca you can't cash out right now because the machine's down and we got to call the company to uh, to fix it. So I'll, I'm going to go to the cage. I'll get your 300 plus your $50 bet. So I'll get you 350 bucks cash. I'll just bring it to you if you're okay with that. I said, that's fine. The last thing she says is, don't touch anything for you while I'm gone. I said, great. So I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. I mean, it's probably 10 minutes or so, but 
Um, while she's gone, the machine starts working again. That countdown clock, it resets, but it starts going. So has my $50 bet on the table. And so I asked the guy, I said, hey, I don't want to place this bet. It looks like it's working again. Can I just hit clear bet? and clear the bet off the table. He's like, no, 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 you don't don't touch anything. You know, she went to get your money. You're good. Yeah. Well, I lose the bet. She comes back after the bet had already happened. She hands me the $300, and then she goes to hand me the $50 from the bet that was on the table. Well, she won't give me the $50. She said, I lost. looks like the machine started working again. I lost the bet. And I told her, I said, no, I, I, I was going to clear the bet, but you told me not to touch anything. He told me not to touch anything. I asked him specifically, and they said, no, don't touch anything. And so she's like, well, sorry, sir, you lost the bet, so you're not getting 50 bucks. So then, like, the pit boss guy, like, her boss comes over, and he starts talking to me. And I explained what was going on. He's like, well, you know, the bet was on the table. The wheels spin. The ball came out. You lost the bet. You're not getting $50. And I explained to him, you know, you, I, you told me not to touch it. But she, he said, well, sorry, that's the way it's going to be, you know. And I'm like, I guarantee if I would have won that bet, you would not have paid me for that. Right. You would have just gave me the 50 bucks and said, well, the machine's malfunctioning, so that bet didn't count. And I was like, that's BS. And and so him and I raised our voices a little bit, and then he es- told me he would escort me out of the casino if, if I said one more thing about it, which – this was day one of four, and we were in the casino where I'm staying, so I really couldn't get kicked out. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, so. You're right, though. I mean, they, they have all the power out there. I I, uh, I don't know if you enjoyed Vegas, and I know there's a lot of people out here probably listening that love Vegas. I think it's nasty now. I, I mean, the last time we went out there, it's been uh, back during COVID, some during that time, but it, it yeah. just – Seemed to be I, nasty, dope smoking you, everywhere. I thought it just, was because we talked about that last year when I went yeah. in April. You had gone right bef- a few months before me. I thought it was significantly better this time than I remembered it last time. Yeah. So, and do you remember the stories of people going out there and saying, "Oh, I almost paid for my trip." I haven't had anybody come back <laughs> in a long time that said that they've. I think it's a loser's – I mean, it's, yep. it's definitely a loser's. It's no yep. no sense in even arguing that. But So, yeah, South Central softball uh, was right after I Speaking got Speaking of losers, so. <laughs> you the, know – The fans may turn into losers out there. We've got it fenced in now, huh? Well, South went 7-1 and one that weekend against Central between all four baseball games and all four softball games. But I heard an interest – somebody – I don't know how we could corroborate this, so I'd have to think about how we could do this, but – Somebody mentioned while they were there, and then a few other people kind of chimed in and agreed that it's been since maybe the late '90s since Central beat South at softball on varsity. Yeah, that's quite a streak if that's true. Yeah, I mean, I could see it definitely being true, but um, I don't know how we could. Somebody tell, would have so. to confirm it, but that sounds fairly accurate to me. It seems like South's been so much better than Central but, for uh, all the years that I've had kids in yeah. school. Um. The, the, you yeah. know, the, the, it seems like the never-ending project out there. Um, and I don't know how, how long it's actually been, but it just feels like forever since the beginning it's, of – It's just been it, – they. J- we going on a year maybe? Not right even a year. I mean, it, last last spring they let us in there, so they hadn't started the construction yet. Um, they started it like maybe fall or early I, – I think it was in the fall sometime maybe um, – 
Yeah, it's almost done. Even with um, it being slow, it is very good looking. It's nice yes, looking. Except it's for be that a nice new fence. Facility. Yeah, they put the new fence around the outside, and I thought, well, that's got to make a few of the parents mad that have spent many years or grandparents that just get out of their car and walk up with their chairs and watch from the outfield. Which I guess now, what do they do? They just they have a gate they can walk through. Well, and then well, right now that's a temporary fence. Yeah, and they put that up. They are going to fence, and and everywhere we go is this way. They are going to fence the entire complex off so that you have to pay to get in, and so you could still sit out there and watch from the outfield, but you're going to watch through two fences. So enjoy the time that back. you got but, it for free. Uh, yeah, the fence that's up there right now. They just put up there because they're going to host. It's either three A or four A state softball there, um, right? And so be next, they put next that week up there yeah. to to be able to charge people as well for that. Well, that so. makes sense. But over at uh, Dean Evans, you know they they put up the black fence right. all the way around it right. whenever they, they the come that up. On it, yep. And so uh, you can't sit outside even in the parking lot and watch a game. But that would be not this weekend, but the next Thursday and Friday yeah, will be the this week. state yep. and um, boys and girls get out and, and sponsor them a little bit or get out and follow it a little bit because it's a it's always a fun tournament i always yeah. go out and help with the 4a tournament out at dean evans and um we won't know who's there until this weekend i just don't expect that it'll be a slina team but sometimes you can get lucky and have a mcpherson in it uh yeah. someone like that was in the softball one last year so there's yeah. quite a few people there but yeah so well something else that we didn't even hard all that was stuff we weren't even getting didn't even bring up right so there we go 15 minutes in we haven't even got to some of our topics but yeah i saw an interesting uh video today or a little clip today on uh on uh, the today show i think is what kelly watches um i heard a new term today and it's called tip creep tip creep so i don't know if everybody out there notices i've definitely noticed this we've, we've talked about this briefly before we got on the mics here but uh tipping is starting to get a little ridiculous out there um <laughs> i mean i don't know that there's any other way to say it i mean I, I got no problem with paying for you know giving a tip to somebody who's providing a service for me that's one thing but uh the 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 story was about all the stuff that all the places now that have a line item for a tip and it really got me thinking about this. And, and I'll tell you two examples of this that uh, recently that I kind of ran across that really got me thinking about this. One of them was, and, and, and I get why this, this place had a, had a tip line on there, but I went to a local coffee shop. I won't say the name of it. This, this was quite a few months ago. I'm just going to stop and get a cup of black coffee, like nothing crazy, no big deal. I walk in there. And the person wasn't even nice, like no smile, no, hey, good morning, nothing like that. Yeah. I went in there, I ordered a, a black cup of coffee, just regular coffee. And she literally presses a button on the iPad, turns the iPad around to me. So I've had to use my credit card. I paid everything. I did leave a tip in this case. Spin the iPad back around. That's the end of our interaction. I went and got my own cup. I went and poured my own coffee, yep. and I left. And I'm like, what did I leave a tip for? Um, so that was one of them. But you know what? You get guilted into leaving yes, tips whenever absolutely. you're not. You're not you, everything isn't a tip worthy. And if, in other countries, it's not even expected. It's no. become an American yeah. phenomenon. And yeah. like you said, that little thing they spin around, yeah. it goes 20% and up for right. the most part. Right. 
and then it'll say somewhere on there you can custom. Right. Well, I don't want to well, send there. But you got to sit there and try to find how to do the custom. Right. It's not like it's not like right there, so you can see. The the, the other one that I was thinking about on this story uh, when I watched this that really, as I think about it, upsets me more and more. And it upset me at the time. I just kind of brushed it off. I did not leave a tip. So in airports now they have these self serve kiosks. So there's right. like some sandwiches, usually some drinks, maybe some some <laughs> crackers, cookies, stuff like that. But there's nobody working the place. You literally walk in there. In this case, I was grabbing a bottle of water. I grab a bottle of water. I walk over to the register. I scan it myself. I use my credit card to pay, and I leave. Zero interaction with anybody. There's nobody working there. But they'd ask me for a tip. What the hell am I going to give a tip to the computer for? That makes no sense whatsoever. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that kills you on this tipping. If you're going to tip percentage-wise, the way that the prices have gone up in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, me and me and two girls, two high school girls who don't eat very much, mom and dad, four of us, our meal before tip, before anything, at just a regular, not a high-end place, was about $78 for four people. Well, then you start going yeah. 15, 20% on top of that. I'm $100 in to feed four people. It's ridiculous. And I know, and so I don't feel like tipping could always go along with the price that something costs. I mean, it's if I gave the guy a $10 tip, that's a pretty good tip that he came over and filled up tea for me once. Yeah. And, and I'm not an under tipper at, at, I'm not at all. But at one point, 10% would have been. The meal should have cost fifty dollars. Right. I'm saying, right. and 10, 10 would have been twenty percent. Right. Well, now the meal's ninety. What am I? And I'm supposed <laughs> to still be ten percent. I don't think it's right. Yep. So, anyway, I just thought that was an interesting little clip that I saw. That uh, tip creep. And believe me, curve. I grew up in a restaurant. I'm not bashing tipper. T- you know, get giving a tip. Yep. But everything isn't tip worthy. No, no, not at all. But it is now. So yeah. that 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 last one just killed me when I was like, "What? What am I leaving it?" And there, I think there was a sign that said that tips are shared by all employees. And there's, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody that does stock things, but uh, yeah, there was. I had no interaction with a person that's asking me for a tip. So well, it says here, you know, in the article about it, it, it says at the very least, tip fatigue. Tip fatigue means customers are leaving interactions that involve tipping with negative feelings. Yep. But at the worst, tip fatigue would cause customers to tip less or stop altogether. Yep. So I think that's what it's yep. going to lead no, to. It's hey, we've all got gets tighter me thinking pockets. Thinking about it now. Yeah. Yeah. Got all got tighter pockets than we had before, and um, twenty percent. That's I, that's that's a kind of a joke on the cost of what things cost. Let's talk NFL Thanks. draft for a little bit. You know, I wasn't there. Did you spend a day up there by chance, or did nope. you know anybody that went? Oh, I'm sure I knew some people that went, um, but no, I did not. And we, go up as there. y'all know, two weeks ago it was in Kansas City. The, yes, the draft down to you know, I'm sure it's a great place to have it set yeah, up. Very good look for Kansas yeah. City. I mean, it, it was great to see that on TV. A lot of support. Um, I'll tell you something that's interesting to me. So. I'm I'm finally gonna have to uh, go buy me a, a, a Chiefs jersey. Once uh, I think I think they did finally determine what Felix's number was gonna be, so I'll have to get see if I can get one ordered. But uh, great story, hometown hometown kid, Kansas City kid goes plays at K State, gets drafted by the Chiefs. When the draft is in Kansas City, yeah, isn't that a, wasn't that a dream come I, true for I him? I still 
I still we've talked about this before, Philip, on this podcast, and I still wonder because I I do think that uh, he. While I, I appreciate the Chiefs drafting him, I think he was probably drafted a little higher, definitely higher than anybody thought he would. Yeah. I still we've talked about this before on this podcast. I still wonder if this still isn't a little bit of that old poo holes hangover from you know, we talked <laughs> yeah, about with Bubba Starling out. and it's like it seems like anymore <laughs> now any of those Kansas City kids that are that become available in, in the draft or whatever, you know, they're like, We don't we can't miss out on another hometown kid like this in case it pans out to be a really good deal and um you know, Bubba Starling, don't get me wrong, I mean, he was a very good prospect when he was at the Royals, but they drafted him, and I mean, I, I, I think he saw the major leagues for a half a season there, but didn't really play much. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Felix getting drafted, Deuce getting drafted by the Cowboys, if you didn't see that video of his dad finding out, his dad's one of the head scouts for the for the Cowboys, that was that was a great story, and, and then... Uh, Julius Prince was the other one from K-State that got drafted to Indy. So all three of those guys got drafted by their hometown NFL teams. So great, so is that a thing? great draft That's for a thing now? Yeah, great but, uh, state. Chat GPT, which at some point down the road we'll have to get into uh, a conversation about artificial intelligence and stuff. But uh, Chat GPT said the odds of four players from the same university getting drafted by their hometown team is – one in sixty-two trillion. Oh my goodness! So I thought that, that was, was a great year number. for them. Do you know everybody's bragging about the NFL draft? And I told Kevin this. I read an article in the Kansas City Star that um, there's a lot of local local uh, customer companies or restaurants, bars, things like that that were very upset. They said that their yep. business was just crushed by the whole thing. They had expected. They said they listened to the weatherman and was expecting this. You know huge snowstorm and so they got all prepared for it and bought twice as much food twice as much liquor and everything else and they said most of them said they had half the business that they ever had before almost all the business went to just down in that area where the nfl had actually contracted with people and vendors that were set up which i heard beers at it was 13 dollars a beer Woo! 13 dollars a beer and like nine dollars for a pop is what i had read in in the article there it but it, it said that some of the all of the people that were um, inside Crown Center, mm -hmm. very upset with Crown Center itself because they charged $50 for parking for it. And so people are trying to go out and find other parking, but you do $50 parking down there, kind of ridiculous. They did drop that finally on Sunday, but for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so, you know, the railroad place inside, he said he didn't even have like a normal regular day. There were several other places. There's, there's a list on there of all these people that came out and said, Hey, it may have been great for a lot of people, but there's a whole lot of people that are pretty upset. It completely went the opposite direction and, for them. And, you know, you say that, and, and when you had brought that up to me a few weeks ago, I had not heard that, so I did a little research on that as well. But what's interesting to me is, you know, for all those years, the draft was always in the same place at Madison Square Garden. And now that they're moving it around, there's definitely some logistical challenges yep. that you're going to have that are different every year as you move from place to place. And, and you talk about the parking. So last year it was in Las Vegas. And we just happened, when we do our annual golf trip, it was going on while we were there. And so we did go over and check it out one day when we had first got to, to Las Vegas. Parking is not an issue there because nobody brings their cars, right? I mean, you're, 
when you go to Vegas, the public transportation's great. I mean, that's one thing that Kansas City doesn't have a, a great handle on quite That's yet, where I can never opinion. see Kansas City so, having a downtown baseball. And that and I know that's a it's that's coming. been a talked about <laughs> thing for a long time. If they do that, it's they good. They have to shore that up. Yeah. Well, they've just got the one strip that runs from the shopping back to Crown Center and back and forth. If it's a rainy day, you're going to be soaked by the time the next yep. next bus comes along. If they if they're going to do it, they're going to have to have five times as many trains running faster on both sides of the road. Um, it's going to have to expand out into other parts. And you know they're building the new soccer field down by the river on the north end mm-hmm. of downtown. It's got to go out to there. Mm-hmm. It's going to have. I mean. They're, the whole yeah. infrastructure of getting people around on the subway or the bus system right. is going to have to vastly improve. Yeah, you, no, you do the downtown ballpark, you have to do that because there's no place to park. No. So you cannot drive to the game, period. I mean, there's a handful and of And it's going to have to go but, further out than Crown Center or somewhere. Yeah. It's going to have to – somewhere's going to be parking, yeah. even if it's two miles out, that they're just boogieing with. I mean, the subway system works perfect in New right. York City. Of course, it's three trains coming and going, but it's got to be something similar to that that – can get people back out to parking and yep. No, and I think we talked about this before on this podcast as well. But I love Chicago when you're going to a Cubs game with the L and everybody on the train is wearing. Yep, that's baseball, what I love. It. That's whatever it is, you know, Cubs or whoever they're playing. And favorite um, games I've ever been to have been riding on a train, and then everybody's excited. If yep. you win, if you yep. lose, it's not so fun going <laughs> home. But if you're winning. It is a ton of fun to be on the bus with everybody or on the train with everybody else who's like-minded. And, uh, yep, the Cubs is great at that. And uh, so you can stay, what, downtown yep. in Chicago and just ride that thing out in 15 minutes or less. Yep. Um, I, Kansas City is, will have yeah, to have, have to, that. Yeah, have, have to have to that, that eventually. So. Yep. So, yeah, um, and the last thing I was going to bring up on the draft is uh, kind of interesting um, – as I was looking at some numbers shortly after. So the only teams that had more draft picks this year than K-State were Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Iowa. That one kind of threw me off a little bit. Huh. But so, yeah, it's pretty good company to be in for K-State. Well, there. look at what you've done the last couple of years. You've, well, I mean, no, it just the yeah. talent goes a long ways. Yep. No, and it, it absolutely does. It was funny. Um, the only uh, they were they were joking around that the Sugar Bowl between K State and Alabama had more draft picks than the national championship game did. Yeah. Um, but then uh, there was a oh my friend I bring up here all the time y'all Jayhawk takeover on Twitter he was comparing uh, Puka Williams to Deuce Vaughn their college <laughs> careers <laughs> it's like you can't really argue with when something like that when you when you know that they're so far off there's no real. Uh, no um, real comparison. No real argument that, that he's going to take at that point. So, I think Deuce will be great for the Cowboys. I, I mean, it's it's it, the running back. Running backs are funny to be. Uh, seems like there's more of them than ever before. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you something about running backs. It's an interesting take on if you're watching baseball much. Do you think that starting pitchers in the big leagues, outfielders in the big leagues, um, stars? Just Major League Baseball stars are injured more than running backs in the NFL. I mean, it just you know, it depends on how much you follow baseball. You'd have to follow yeah, this to I mean, get a take on it. But I, I am sick of Major League Baseball having every star's hurt. You 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 can't go to a game and there's not somebody hurt. Well, I, 
what's wrong with them? What's, what is wrong that years ago a guy could pitch – I mean, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even then to the 90s, people would throw 250 innings a year, 300. I mean, Nolan Ryan threw over 300, and I know he's an anomaly. But but people threw yeah. seven, eight innings deep into a game. Now you can't get guys through five innings. They're not injured in two weeks. That's Scherzer, Cole, Cortez. The stars are even that bad. just drives me crazy that it's – I, I mean, when you said that, I, I I don't know that I would say outfielders. I, I don't know that I have enough information there, but I would definitely agree with you on pitchers. Um, and I wonder, I'll be honest with you, Philip. I wonder if it's not when you think about starting as a kid, yeah, and and how early they're starting kids, and how serious the stuff gets earlier in in their you know in their development. I guess I should say. And they throw um, year-round. Mm-hmm. See, this. I think one of the great things about the old athlete was, I guarantee you, Mickey Mantle played football, basketball, baseball. Not just Mickey Mantle, but I'm just yep. saying that age group no through the 70s, 80s. Yeah, there wasn't just baseball year-round. Right. They they gave their body a break and did something to something else. But yep. guys like, uh, and of course everybody knows I'm a Yankee fan, but like Stanton and Judge, they're two big old boys. Always hurt. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're standing still on the on the disabled list. Judge just come off. How can they be hurt that much and LeBron James can play? I mean, LeBron only takes off when LeBron just wants a night off. It's not because he's injured. And multiple other NBA stars, they're running full speed up and down the field, banging, crashing, jumping, leaping. Well, Le- only thing Judge has to do is run to second base. <laughs> can't make it without pulling a hamstring. Pulling a- you can't bring up LeBron in this conversation because he gets hurt every game. He's just well, he's a, a miracle healer. The worst it, flopper it, it, ever. He heals like two minutes later, and he's ready to roll again. So. Watching him flop just – of course, the whole NBA is a flopping league. Uh, I absolutely despise watching him play basketball. Yeah, I do too. Like he literally will get grazed by a finger on his chin, and you would have thought the guy punched him three times <laughs> the way he falls backwards, and then he, everything's got to stop, and he sits there banging on the ground with his face down till everybody comes over and pats him on the back and helps him up, and all of a sudden he's got a limp now when he's walking to the bench. And then two minutes later, and a man, a man that size. <laughs> what is he? Six nine and two sixty, two seventy. So he acts like the. Oh, he drives me crazy. I'll tell you something. We'll get back to it, but we're, if we're going to get in, stay in football for just one second. The Deion Sanders deal about complaining about the HBCU <laughs> kids not getting, not enough of yeah. them getting drafted. It, so I hear multiple people come out. Dallas Cowboys. Even his buddy Shannon Sharp comes out and says. They don't care what color you are in the no. NFL. No. Has nothing no. to do with it. As Not a matter of fact, all. look around and who got drafted. Yeah. I would say the majority of them were black athletes yep. that got drafted. But he tries to throw shade towards everybody that those kids there specifically are getting mistreated. He's the one that ran from right. them and stole from and, them. And I, would, but, and I would say this, Philip. I, I agree. And I would, I would, I would say that, that I, I don't think there's a bias. In, in, in this regard from a football standpoint who they draft. However, I think it's good for him while he's there to bring this up and talk because he's keeping them. Yep. I mean, we all know media is media, and he's keeping it in the conversation. But, yeah, when you bail, now you can't go back. No, you can't. You're, you had a chance to help them, so you can't complain now that you left that. Well, I think we're going to get into this in a minute. Um, but Let's just do it. Well, as for him – 71 kids have left Colorado. Now, I know Colorado was unbelievably bad last year. 
but not every kid on that roster, court, you know, even the old coach that left there said not every kid on that roster was a one eleven kid. Mm-hmm. He he, it's basically an almost an entire roster turnover. Sixteen scholarship players from last year are still on the roster. Yeah, that's it. Now then, out of what eighty some or whatever. Well, seventy one kids have entered the transfer portal since he's got there, and uh, he he's he, what he is is he's a he's a strange thing for Vegas. Because there's tons of people going out and putting money on Colorado now, mm-hmm. not n- just off of the hype of Dion alone. Because hey, he could go six and five next year. Ain't no guarantee that he's going to go eleven zero. This winning c- football he games is not an easy he ain't going thing. Next year, no. They, they all all these guys come from the pros or come from other places and make. Let's just for example, the guy they brought in at KU that was going to teach them how to play football. You know, from the pros, who was he? Um, yeah, remember. Charlie Wise. Yeah, Charlie Wise. And what did he do? Yeah, fell flat on. I mean, they all have these big egos and think they can come and manipulate. It's a different animal. It is. Um, I, it's it's an interesting um, thing with that. I mean, I I think that number one, I've heard and I've heard. I saw some people post this. I, I don't know that this is across the board, but. The kids that are transferring out, that he's basically running off. I mean, right. he is the one; he's the reason they're leaving, right? Because I promise you that with all the hype and everything, that a lot of them would want to play there if if he wasn't making it, you know, an issue for them or running them off. But he won't let them have film from last year. He's saying it's Colorado University of Colorado's property, so when they want to go out and try to get recruited by other schools. They can't send video because they don't have the video because Colorado won't release it because Dion won't let them. So I thought if you're going to talk this big game when you're saying all these kids suck and they need to leave, at least give them an opportunity to make yeah. a, a move and, and do the best that they can. So when I when I saw that, I thought that was kind of crappy. But Well, the more Dion talks, the less I like Dion. Oh, I would agree. But here's the thing, Phil. That guy has more money than he's going to spend in his right. lifetime. Yeah. Right. So if this goes down in flames, he could still go back and coach at a Jackson State right. or a historically black college again, or he could just walk away. And there's going to be no big deal to him. Like he's not doing this because he needs the money. Maybe it's just because he's got a son that he wants to start. This, <laughs> this is all about ego. In my opinion, this is all about ego. And he does this stuff to because he ever, when you when you get to the point where you hear about a week or two or you don't really hear a lot about Colorado and in, in the media, he's going to go say something or do something, and they're going to be right back talking yep. about it again on ESPN the next day. So I think this is all about him wanting to be relevant and being in the media. And you know he had a pretty good run at, at Jackson State there for a while, and and so now he's trying to parlay it in something bigger. But if this goes down in flames and they fire him in two years, he doesn't give a crap. Right. I agree. And the, speaking of the gambling side of it. Yeah. Have we got yeah. some gambling problems in college sports right now? Uh, apparently we do. Apparently we do. It's uh, it's going to get worse. So we look at Iowa. I, first it came out was Alabama. Alabama's baseball coach. Alabama's yeah. baseball coach goes and tells one of his buddies to put a big bet on him playing someone and and he doesn't start the starting pitcher that night. His buddy makes a ton of money off they were, of They it. were betting on the other team. Betting on Not the on other Alabama, team. Right. but betting on the other team. That they yeah, were I mean, playing. he's yeah. completely in the wrong here. But um, but it just, it'd be like if I was the head coach there and I said, hey, Kevin, go put down 100G on, on uh, yeah. Tennessee because uh, they ain't winning. Yeah. I'll make damn sure they ain't yeah. winning. 
Yeah. I, how easy is that now with all this widespread betting across? I mean, me and you can sit right here on our phones and bet all night long. Mm -hmm. So how easy has it got? Well, I mean, it's easy. And and the thing is, like like I said, if you're betting on your team to win, that's one thing. Right. That's not a guarantee. Yep. But when you're betting for the other team to beat you and you 100% can control that. Pulled the starter. Right. That's a that's a whole different deal altogether there. So now I don't know what exactly is happening in Iowa and Iowa State. Yeah, they haven't came out and said much yet. But their IBI, Iowa Bureau of Investigation, are, are kind of the ones that's caught them. Their their state police department or something is so something bad is going on there too, and it'll yep. probably really hit the fan. Yep, it'll be interesting. It's. And I know they were talking about, like, I think some were, like, track athletes. So, I'm not sure if they were betting. I don't think you can bet on college track. You feel that? I mean, I don't I, know. I think but, you can bet on um, anything. Mark, my buddy Mark McDaniel down at McPherson bets on ping pong. Oh, no. I know you can. I, I'm pretty sure you cannot <laughs> bet on college track. I'm pretty sure nobody has lines. Uh, nobody has experts watching that. Right. That, that would be a tough bet. Um, but, uh, you know, it was interesting about the Iowa and Iowa State thing when they announced that. I don't know if you noticed this. But they announced that 30 minutes after the whole Bob Huggins thing blew up with him making the comment about the Xavier uh, kids. Did you see that at all when, when they thought he was going to get fired? I, that, I saw that they said that he should get sensitivity training and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And you're going to really give Bob Huggins sensitivity training in West <laughs> Virginia? So, But I thought it was interesting that Iowa – the, or whoever announced it when the schools came out with their, were, you know, were being investigated things. It was 30 minutes after that whole Bob Huggins thing went down, trying to, like, maybe nobody, if we if there's a bigger story out there right now that everybody's talking about, maybe this will just kind of get swept under the rug and nobody will even notice it. Kind of like that whole uh, releasing news on, on Sunday evenings or on Friday evenings when nobody's really paying attention, so... I'm trying to pull it up here for the Iowa Iowa State, and it's not much story to it yet. Yeah, there's not much yet to it. They just but said there's, that uh, there's it's some definitely under suspended. investigation, and yep. and um, and what I'm afraid of. And Kevin said to Mendigo, I think it's just the beginning, because if this goes on in Alabama, if this goes on in Iowa, you cannot tell me that it's not going on in California, Texas, Oklahoma, oh, Kansas, yeah. and everywhere else. It's uh. It's something that we've opened our doors to, and, and there's nothing good going to come of it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely, uh, and I'm not saying the coach and the players because obviously the players can can sway things as well. But that Alabama one was the one that really hit me because you know, like I said before, you're talking about benching starters when you're betting against the team. I mean, this is. Um, Oh, Pete Rose is sitting around laughing at all this right now. Right. Well, it says here, this is in Des Moines, the University of Iowa announced Monday that 26 athletes across five sports are suspected of wagering on sports in violation of NCAA rules. Now, does that mean that they were doing it on their phone like me and you can sit here and do it? Right. That's what nobody knows yet. On so, if one. a kid, you know, I, I can't see a 21-year-old kid running track that can't go, hey, I'm going to go bet on the football team today. Right. I don't know how you can make that. But I, th I that think leap. that's the rule. I mean, that, I think yeah. if, if well, it's the rule, rules yeah. are made to be broken, and I guess they're going to do it. Yeah, and and again, it, I, I'm with you. It, if if a football player is betting on Iowa State basketball games with no information, no or link anything like or anything that, else, that's fine. 
if Iowa State football players betting on Iowa State football games and then going out and especially when you're betting against the team you're playing on, that's where, because like I said before, if, if you're betting on your team, that's one thing. But if you're betting against it and you can control that, you know, dropping an interception or something at the end of a game, I mean, there's ways that you could potentially win that bet based on your performance and what you did or did not do. And that's why I think that Alabama coach, I mean, he was instantly fired. Right. When you're right. betting against that team <laughs> and then setting starters, there's no question about what's happening here. You, so. you know, I think it would be I think it would be shocking, and it is to me at times, but people my age and up and maybe even a little younger than me, would be shocked at how much gambling goes on with 18, 19, and 20-year-olds right now, especially in the NFL. During the NFL, and I'm not talking about they're putting hundreds of dollars every week or anything like that, but they take all those little in-game bets and yep. they sit there and make – it makes the NFL funner for them. I see Hal's friends doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'll go – and then I hear other kids talking about it. Oh, yeah, I do like – and I don't do in-game bet, in bets, but – they know how to do it. They're yep. good at it. They can do it on their phone in one second. We're getting an, a, a group of addicted kids to gambling, no question yeah. about it. Yep. And I think if you're older that what I'm saying might baffle you if you've never heard of that, but it's true. It's a gambling world we live in right now. Yep, yep. Well, I think since the last time we, we, we did a podcast, also the big news is that the Oakland A's are officially moving to Las Vegas. They're going to tear the Tropicana down and build a new ball, 30,000-seat ballpark right there on the Strip. So uh, that's pretty exciting. But right now the uh, there are 11 AAA teams that are outdrawing the A's in attendance for their games. I that's watched an uh, A's game just last week, and we commented on, look at the – I mean, yeah. it, it literally it's looks bad. like a high school baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just just splatterings of people. Yeah, just splatterings of people. Of a thousand, but yeah, I, I do want to give a shout out to the A's though because they are historically bad this year. Yep. Um, the Royals were the ninth team to ever lose twelve of their first thirteen home games in a season. <laughs> the last team to do it, the twenty eighteen Royals, but. Nobody's talking about it because the A's are so hilariously bad that the Royals are not the worst team out there. So, thank you to the. I'm Oakland a little Athletics. disappointed in the. I, I I expected the rules to be bad, but I didn't expect them to be this bad. They have, oh, yeah, no pitching no, whatsoever. No. Um, you, you know, and what it's going to do is you've got the shining star of of a Bobby Witt. Mm -hmm. He's not sticking around. No, no, no. The um, difference was back in 2015, as you had. A handful of those. It wasn't just right. one guy. Yep. Um, but, no, I mean, it's the same deal. They do it every year. We've talked about this before with bringing the old Royals back and and you sign them to a contract and you get stuck in it. Um, you know, they, they do it all the time. They've done it again with Granke. I mean, I think his is only a one-year contract, if I remember right. But it's like, what are you bringing him back for? Like, seriously, we can't find some young kid that surely is as good as he can throw the ball at this point. I mean, he's been around for 20 years. It's <laughs> but you know what's funny is he's actually thrown the ball pretty well. No, he has. He has he's, done he's, decent. I mean, yeah, but I think he's only one and four, but he's actually yeah. thrown great. But the, their biggest problem is they're, they rank 24th in the big leagues in runs scored. Mm -hmm. Runs allowed, they're like 20th. Uh, they don't hit every any home runs, 43 home runs all year long for the whole team. 
their on base percentage is only three hundred, which yeah. is an absolute train wreck. I mean, their pitchers <laughs> at the first the first probably twenty games of the season, Philip. Most of the games, I don't think they allowed more than three runs. Like, there's a couple of games where all they had to do was score one run, right, and they right. probably would have won. Well, Grinky's, and Grinky's first couple of losses was like two to yeah. one or one yeah, to nothing, ridiculous. two to nothing, ridiculous. Yeah. So, what made him want to come back? I mean, did you just love the rules no. for Grinky himself? They just I mean, paid somebody him more else money. would have nah. surely paid him. Probably not as much as the Royals paid. I don't him, know very too. I'd love to know or go into further depth on his personality because oh, they say he's right. one strange, weird. Well, I know he had a funny he dude. Had some real issues when he first came to the big leagues and was in in Kansas City. I know he had a lot of issues. Um, personality-wise, like he wouldn't go out in public, and he did not want to be yep. around people. And and uh, the guys like him are guys that can never pitch in Yankee Stadium. And you no. see guys yeah. get just abused yeah. up there. If if you don't have the thickest skin of all, you can't. That's one place that you just cannot play. And who there's guys uh, that's just they prove it every year. The the uh, you'd, it's, you'd have to get know a little bit more about baseball, but Evaldi who came to the Yankees, was terrible. He goes Next place he goes, he's just unbelievable. Um, I, I can just bring a whole list of guys who just the, – the Yankee Stadium kills them. No, and that's what – you know, that was a big thing with Granke when he left Kansas City. I mean, initially he went to Milwaukee, and that wasn't right. a big deal. But when he – I remember when they signed him in L.A., they're like – Helped him win the World Series, I think, because like, that's the – middle. <laughs> you're not going to be able to handle this, this media here if you don't, uh, you know – yeah, the media in Kansas City is so. a little different than the Dodgers and yeah. the Yankees. Yeah. Or the East Coast, really. East Coast, West Coast. is. Um, but, you know, uh, saying that, baseball season just getting fired up. No nothing, no football for a couple months. Nope. I don't watch the NBA playoffs much. I listen I and know who's all. in there or whatever. I know that James Harden just quit again. He's <laughs> the biggest quitter in the world. Scores 40, and then I think the last three games, five, six, and seven, he never scored a point. Yeah, I don't. He's, I don't follow it at all. I don't watch it at he, all. He'll drive you crazy. He drove me crazy ever since he is a Houston Rocket and an Oklahoma City Thunder. But, uh, but fortunately for me, softball playoffs start at the same time right here when the NBA. <laughs> so, and I'm telling you, softball to me has become. I don't know if it's this way everywhere, but I don't have a friend who does not follow softball. Yeah. Yep. It's just become huge. It's become bigger than college baseball around here. I think so. I yeah. think it has. I think in the whole Big 12 it has. Yeah, and part of that is obviously how good they are. Um, yep. You know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas is always going to be up there. Yep. Um, and, then, and Kansas, one of, yep. one of their first Big 12 tournament games since, yep. I think they said it was 04, 05, something like that. That's the last time they've even won a game. So, good for them. And they beat – uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State. Yep. yeah, yeah, yep. It was Oklahoma beat State. a tough team. Yep. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's fun time of year. It's fun time to watch softball. Um, I mean, you're going to see the good teams. It's, uh, but you know, talking about baseball real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to toot our horn again. Oh, uh, K State back about halfway through the season was was next to last in the Big Twelve, and they're sitting at second place right now. Yep. Um, they had a chance. I think if they would have beat that, if they would have beat Oklahoma State that last game. I think they would have been tied for first. And they lost that, so they're probably two games out of, of first place. But uh, man, I will tell you what, uh, I was I was reading a tweet about this, and and uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was before 2008. I think it was when K State won. 
football, the league in football, basketball, and baseball. I mean, that was that was obvious. No, 2010, maybe. I don't remember what year it was. 2012, whatever year it was. Um, but they won the they won the 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 football conference this year. Didn't win basketball for sure, but I mean, I could make an argument that maybe outside of KU, they probably were the best team in the conference most of the season. Yeah. And then to, to have baseball that has a chance to win the, win the conference, uh, definitely going in the right direction there at K State. You the, know what drives me crazy about the uh, score mobile and place things like that? You can't find hardly a college baseball or a college yep, softball. Yep. And as big as college softball is, you think that they would be right on top of it. But I mean, I can go watch WNBA. Who you think? Mm-hmm. Who you think watches more, college softball or WNBA? Yeah, not WNBA. Uh, that you can do Champions League, the Europe League, the Spain soccer, everything on your Score Mobile, and you cannot find a softball score or a college baseball yeah. score, which you, makes no sense. You to me. literally have to follow. Like the only way for softball, anyway, the only way you can follow scores is you have to be following people on Twitter, right? That are at the game, whether that's. You know. that, we do OU games. You can be there's like a OU softball army or something like that. There's several websites, but mm-hmm. they live stream every game straight on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that's the only way we can hardly keep up with it most of the time if they're not playing on ESPN. But baseball, no, you have to look the next day in the newspaper yep. or on the wow. on a website or something. Yep. No, it's it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So um, OU is definitely different than that, just because they're so popular and have done so well. There's they have a little more avenue. I mean, a little more avenues and stuff to to be able to see that. But yeah, like if you wanted to watch it, like a follow a KU softball game, you have to follow somebody on Twitter right. who's at the game. That's yep. the only, literally, the only way. Well, you even can. if you go to try to look it up as good as K State's baseball's done this year, it's hard to find a yep. score yep. instantly. Yep. If you want, to, if you're wanting to stay track with them. Yep. That's an idea for a kid out there. There you go. So. Um, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Not tremendously, no. So there's a new one that's came out recently, ESPN, and I don't know how it's affiliated. They they, they call it for thirty for thirty. It has nothing to like. It has no. It's not the same premises as yeah. thirty for thirty. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, it was interesting, you know, because we've talked on this podcast many times about the whole KU paying players and that whole scandal and how that ended up being nothing. And, of course, you know, KU's never paid players and all that kind right. of stuff. So the very first podcast they had come out was with Billy Preston, which for those of you that don't know him, he did go to KU, was there for a year, never – he he didn't play much. He played some at the very beginning of the season and then kind of got caught up in a controversy. And, and so he uh, – KU – Started with suspending him short for short term. Ended up he never played KU. Left after a year, moved on, and um, he was their first guest. Him and his mom and his mom's, we'll call her friend. Um, and he's he came on the podcast. And he's like point blank, yeah, they they paid me a crap load of money, <laughs> and he was talking about or paid his mom. A crap load of money. And how many years ago was this? Oh, it wasn't too long ago. Maybe five years ago. Before it was. So, yeah, him and DeSouza were. Before it was legal. Yeah, yes, way before it was legal. Back when this Adidas, it was all through Adidas, all through this. There's no doubt in my mind that Oklahoma and Texas used to pay football players. There's no doubt. I mean, you, you think that. Marcus Dupree came to Oklahoma for free. Yeah, no. I mean, he even says that that trailer house that his mom lives in 
was bought by yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. No, I just thought it was funny. So there was a couple episodes of him and his mom talking about it and how what schools were offering and how he got paid. Because yeah. he ended up getting busted because he had a brand new car. And he was trying to hurry back to – they went to Kansas City to buy some Jordans or some fancy shoe <laughs> that come out that day. And they were trying to hustle back to Lawrence to make it for a basketball meeting. And it was icy out, and they ended up wrecking the car. Not too bad, but ran into a curb and, and couldn't drive the car. And uh, and so one of the assistant coaches came and picked him up because they, they had gotten to Lawrence when they, when they had the accident. Um, but yeah, assistant coach. And was the car insured by KU? The, the car was a very nice new car. Yeah. Um, that that most college players would not be able to afford, and uh, and then so when the police reports and all that kind of stuff started happening, and who who cars registered to, uh, then things started to get a little cloudy, and so that's when they initially kind of sat him, and it goes into that story. But uh, it was funny because you know on Twitter, then uh, people are like, okay, well. Here, okay, you keep saying this, but here's the proof now. Like, literally, these players are coming out now and saying, I was paid to go to school right. there. And KU fans are still defending themselves. <laughs> oh, he's just a bitter, bitter person since he had to leave KU and he never got to play. Uh, he's just making this stuff up. I'm like, yeah, you, have to live, you have to live under a rock to think that it hasn't been happening forever. Just, so. uh, I mean, why would kids come across the country? Why would, you know, I mean, there's, I understand that KU is a great place to pay, play. Yep. But they're not the only one. No. And there there had to be – I thought it was funny, this NIL, which I think is a total nightmare. And I don't know how you go back now and rein it back in. Mm-hmm. If I feel like it needs to be, and I think everybody thinks that it needs to be. But it was funny to me that the, um, the Manning family came out at Texas and said that their son would not be taking any NIL money. You're millionaires. Yeah. You're multi, multi He'll be millionaires. Right. <laughs> He's gonna, I thought the whole purpose of this NIL was – to help these kids who are struggling to right. make it through college. Yeah. Not to make them all millionaires in college and probably end up half of them dropping out or what, who knows what's going to happen with it. But it's, it is definitely a, a whole other day's discussion. Yeah. That I wish I, someone smarter than me, like the guy that we had with us a few weeks ago, I'd love for him to hear the insight if he could talk about it. Well, and, and we're going to wrap this up here. So, We'll, we'll see. This, so, like I said before, this is probably going to be our last podcast for a while. We're getting to the point where between your trips to the lake and softball for me and, and uh, traveling that I do a lot in the summertime for work and vacations and all that kind of stuff where it gets a little little challenging to, to do these on a regular basis. But I would like to have him on there, and we'll see if we can't have him because I would guess that we probably have two more parts to that. And I say that because – we barely scratched the surface of some of the stuff we had listed to talk about. And I know James has some stories that he wanted to talk about um, on this podcast that we didn't get to. Uh, and so we'll see if at least maybe it won't be a regularly scheduled podcast, but if we have some time over the summer and can get him back on here before he gets too busy with uh, with the football season, that sort of thing. We'll if it's possible, to, it'd be nice to, to get him because he's. It'd be nice to get him on about a month before, and maybe then a couple of weeks before, because he said his schedule was not laid out for him way out in the future. Well, that you may know, change so, this year. I mean, that yeah, was last could potentially, year. He could started, potentially right? change, but, but it'd be nice to get him on right before the season started to give his own a few predictions if he's able to and everything. But yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll try to 
get a couple recorded over the summertime and and uh well this turned into a more sports than kids as usual but uh congratulations to the south and central kids who just graduated and uh if any of you, you are out there listening and the looking for a job, oh yeah, and the, the, all the Salina kids, yes, but as my favorite girls graduated from Sacred Heart, so yeah. uh, and the Southeast kids, they've they've had a, a great run in sports themselves. The you know you listen to the kids talk about they you you, you sit up there and kind of get emotional with them, and they're they're talking about boy, that's this next big step and. And actually, they got up this morning, and it's no different. They just didn't go to school with each other. Yeah, no, we have a really good friend of ours uh, whose daughter, uh, I mean, we're good friends with her too, obviously. It's kind of Morgan's big sister a yeah. little bit um, that graduated, and, and uh, we, we were right, kind of writing her some notes in, in a book that we gave her for, for her graduation gift, and it uh, was kind of hitting home, and oh man this is gonna be weird not having her around now yeah. and, um you know we're getting to that point where a lot of morgan's friends are are in that role like next year will be a big you'll graduate one, a bunch so. of friends yep, yep yep so it's been interesting um yeah and but i look forward to uh seeing this next batch come through i've still got three more years now kevin's only got two i've still got three full years that i've got to be empty nest still got a dancer yeah Still, Still got, got one more dancer to go through. <laughs> so, well, anything else before we take off? No, nope. It's, thanks for listening, and uh, like he yep. said, maybe we maybe we won't be back oh. again till July or yep. so. Yeah, we'll we'll try to get one or two over summer. Hopefully, we'll be back for season five starting in August. So, it's uh, it's been a good season. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be back uh, at the end of the summer. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.